Hi, I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor of Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. On this episode of Menu Feed, we're going to continue talking about the coronavirus crisis and its impact on independent restaurants. As this group of restaurants continues to cobble together ways to boost revenue, Mary Aragoni, chef owner of Saigon Sisters in Chicago, has slightly different plans in place at her two locations that are currently open. Listen as she shares takeout and delivery strategies, explores selling kits, and tackles the challenge of the PPP loan application. Welcome, Mary. Thanks for joining us today. I'm going to start by asking you um, some questions related to the coronavirus crisis, of course. So you operate several locations of Saigon Sisters. You have a full-service restaurant, a food hall concept, and an outlet at Northwestern Medical. So are all of them open now? And if so, how have you changed up the business at those? open, only two locations. Um, the Northwestern Hospital is open, uh, limited hours, and then the 567 Westlake Street, uh, which is um, open for only carry-out and delivery, Monday to Saturday from uh, 10 to 8, 11 to 8 p.m. Okay. So at North... And I close the French Market. Right. the French Market location. Right. Because that's in a food hall, so it, it's probably yes. not encouraging people to come in right now. Right. <laughs> But um, at, at Northwestern Medical, are there a lot of um, employees that are using it? Um, I know that, you know, all the healthcare workers are really working overtime now, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were contemplating closing that because after the uh, limit visitors, like patient visitors or anybody from outside coming in. Right. Um, that's like over half of our customers. So... Our business definitely is down from that, but I wanted to keep open because the doctors and nurses need, there's no cafeteria in the hospital, mm-hmm. so there's no place for them to go to eat. So I kept that open to just service them from 10 to 6 on Monday to Friday, and then I also um, used that to do like some of the donation and catering meal packages for uh, the ICD department. So it's really there just to service the, uh, the doctors there and the, um, the the meals for the ICU department. Right. There, so There's no delivery, there's no pickup. They don't even allow the driver from outside coming in. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. So have you had to like streamline the menus at all at either of the two locations that are open? A little bit, yes. Um, the the hospital location, we just basically serve um, sandwiches, bao pho, but no spring rolls mm-hmm. um, because that takes time and it goes to waste when nobody orders it because it's like a pre-made thing and it's perishable. The other stuff is assembled and it's not wasteful. So we eliminated that. Um, but we actually added more stuff to our 567 West Lake location. Mm-hmm. We're able to do a full menu. Plus, we're, um, we're adding, like, meal packages, like family meal packages, meal kits, uh, drinks, and expanded a little bit more, and then Thai food. So we were able to um, do more with that location instead of uh, the, the leading stuff. We're adding stuff to it. Oh, great. 
So uh, do you have all of your full staff working or did you have to let some people furlough right now? Yeah, we have to furlough um, half, half of our staff. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so it was very like skeleton crew, you know, um, based on the sales that we have that day and how can, how I can afford to pay them. Uh, we have skeleton crew at other locations. Uh, our servers are no, you know, there's no no room for them now. Right. So the servers are totally furloughed. And then the, the only people are the cooks and then the cashiers who handles the call delivery carryout. Mm -hmm. So uh, with the takeout and delivery at the full service restaurant, Saigon Sisters, so are you doing um, mostly, you know, what are there any best sellers or, you know, there's certain. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the things that people like to order are stuff they can't make at home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like pho, uh, you know, uh, pad thai is a popular one. Things that are like hot and comfort food and not available, you know, that they can just whip up at home are popular. So, fun me, it's uh, not as popular as normal. Because the sandwiches, um, but definitely the stir fry noodle, the fried rice, the more complicated stuff are popular. Like some of our dinner menu items that we usually get ordered at dinner are, are now being served at lunch. Um, things like baby octopus, you know, oh. or fish when it's available. Um, and uh, a lot of the stir fry stuff, like, you know, fried rice, pot thai, pot to you. Yeah, so those things are, um, they're pretty much uh, consistent. I see a lot of stir fries. Right. And, and when it's cold, it's like the pho. It's like, oh, my God, there's so many order for pho. <laughs> um, but yeah, sandwiches does take a backseat. <laughs> right. So um, are you able to make a certain percentage in sales? You know, I mean, obviously it's down from when you fill the seats in oh, your restaurant. God, yeah, it's but what, totally down. It's like 30% down for the restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, the hospital is 70% down. Mm. You know? Yeah, so the restaurant, um, I mean, that was March data. I mean, April is going to be different. Mm -hmm. You know, March, we were like, we got hit like halfway in. Right. So I anticipate probably going to be 60% down for the restaurant, and then the hospital probably going to be 70, 80% mm. down, you know. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a major hit. Yeah, definitely. So are you using mostly third-party delivery companies to do the deliveries, or are you using um, some of your own delivery people? Um, we are trying to convert them to our own. Um, so we use every delivery platform right now, but we also have Toast, POS system, which has an online order, and that goes to us directly, and that one we control who to deliver, like we can call the bike messenger, or we deliver it ourselves. Uh -huh. So um, about now 50% is coming from us directly, and then the other 50 is a split between Grubhub, Postmate, DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Caviar. Right. So have they reduced their fees at all, or are they still charging you? No. This? No. No. I think DoorDash has. I think DoorDash is the best one of the group. Mm -hmm. They have um, they have promotion, and they have reduced fees. I think Grubhub, I don't know what's going on there. I don't, I have a very good, I, I 
have to look at the dashboard and look at their uh, marketing fees. But yeah, I did ask them one time, like, I thought you announced that there's no fees and I still see fees coming out, you know? So, and I get, hey, nothing. Um, but Uber Eats is still high, you know? And I'm just like, I try to convert all those customers to coach me directly. So, you know, I'm, I'm still open to them. Right. Acquire customers. Um, but they're not, they're not a big help in terms of, you know, uh, cash flow. Right. Well, you, were, you did some uh, takeout and delivery before all of this health crisis evolved. Um, so yeah. you were in a pretty good position to pivot, unlike some other full-service restaurants. So, that is true. So, mm-hmm. so one of your, um, I guess, when, when you talk about a good lesson to share with other operators, it might be to try and do as much delivery on your own as you can so you don't cut into profit so much Uh but do you have other you know lessons or um, tips to share for people who are just starting yeah I'm already helping a couple of my friends from the French market and um, to use uh, the right technology to Mm -hmm. make this seamless and easy and um, so the technology I use is Toast which is a POS system it's it needs to be easily configurable yourself. Right. Like you don't need to wait on some designer or web designer to change for you and apply because things can change daily. So, um, you know, I, I and Square too, like these things you can go in, make changes and put it on your website. People order directly from there, but then you have to incent them to order from you by doing free delivery or free egg rolls or Mm -hmm. appetizers or something, 30% off so that people will use you, but you need to constantly contact them either to social media, newsletters, that kind of stuff. Uh, And what's great about your own technology is that the data comes right into your system and to the kitchen, so nobody's re-entering data, Mm. you know? Yeah, so nobody's re-entering data. The customers are seeing what your cashier is seeing, right. but, you know, with pretty pictures and all of that. And um, you get the money right away processing that day, and you don't have to wait on anybody. And you can change your menu. You can turn it off, turn it on when you want. And you don't have to train somebody to enter the data or look out for the orders. So it's, it's very... Um, very useful and this is the best time to promote your own system uh i know in the past it was very hard because people were like i don't want to download another app i don't want to go somewhere else you know that kind of thing right but now because people understand you know how they can help small businesses this is the time to make your own system shine and make your own system easy to use and find and how you do that is you go through email newsletter with a button linked to your site, mm. make your website easy so when they hit there, they see the order button, you know, and um, social media too, like just advertise, advertise. And I also, what I do is I um, have a little coupon, you know, uh, that I put in third-party delivery uh, orders mm-hmm. to go go to our, uh, to our order site and I create a QR code on there so people have to scan it and then order. So you have to make it easy for people mm-hmm. and you may have to make it available and you have to incent them. Like, why would they switch to you? you know? Right, right. Kind of Very smart ideas. I'm sure everyone will benefit from those. 
So you also, um, you started with your um, kit for making Vietnamese pho before this whole crisis started unfolding. But since then, it sort of escalated in the way you're marketing it and getting it out, getting the word out, I guess, about it. So tell me a little uh-huh. bit about the kit. Sure. Yeah. I mean, this pho kit happened in November of last year because, you know, I love that farmer's bridge concept. I love this, like, self-serve concept that in Japan there's, like, this dispenser you push ramen noodle and get it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Right. I, I thought about that idea and I was like, oh, my God, you know how great this is to have something like that with pho? <laughs> so, and, um, so one of my friends uh, who happened to be a customer, she wanted to start her own um, food uh, you know, business, and uh, so it's a startup called um, Soup Explorers. So she came to me and said, "Hey, you know, um, I'm thinking about doing doing this." And I'm like, "Yeah, it'll be like a farmer's fridge. You put it in, people can dispense it, buy it, heat it up, you know, those kind of things." And she's like, "Yeah, I love that idea." So we play around with the kit, and she figured out, you know, everything from uh, shelf life to you know, with HPP for three weeks, packaging, mm. what's FDA approved, what's not. So she did all of that. So we licensed with them and we did all this leg, she did all this legwork for us. And her goal was to help businesses like us launch products. Uh, she's starting with soup first. So she did my soup and then soup box. Mm-hmm. The soup box guys that's local. Right. And when that happened, you know, it was like, uh, somebody purchase here and there it's not fully available yet because it's a startup and it needs to be refrigerated so like she's not selling it across you know states and shipping them yet because right. she has to figure out that part but now that this happened and kids is like a thing you know i get more orders now than before and um so yeah i like i think this is something that people will go for and grocery store would go for and you know mm-hmm. places like amazon go because it's uh it's it's from the restaurant. It's basically you don't really cook. You just uh, assembled and heat up. Oh, cool! So I guess when this health crisis um, sort of winds down or hopefully stops, uh-huh. this will still be like a revenue stream for you. Yes, yes. Okay. I would like to do a lot more um, CPG products like that. Not uh-huh. a lot more because it's very complex. <laughs> right. <laughs> So can you reveal what other kits you might be thinking about? Um, okay, well, I'm playing with my, um, like, good-for-you things, like healthy immune booster and thing, like matcha tea kit, like, for drinking. Oh, matcha, yeah. is that, like, boba? You know, people who love those boba drinks, but it's, right. like, super high in sugar and preservatives. So I'm doing this matcha with pure... Um, fruit juice or like turmeric ginger in the kit in a nice uh, bottle Mm. that they can mix at home or they can drink it individually and it's like high in antioxidants it's high in um you know boosts the immune system but very little or no sugar so you know 
you know, because mm-hmm. matcha is very expensive. Right. And they don't have time to buy tons of ingredients, try something, you know, like turmeric, ginger, lemongrass. That's like very expensive stuff to put together. Mm-hmm. You know, I found um, a concentrate that provide that. And mm-hmm. then the matcha, premium matcha. I've been selling that at the hospital mm-hmm. for the longest time. And, and now that this happened, I'm like, why don't I bring that wonderful product you know, to people who has my attention already. So I created like, this little kit, you know, for people to make their own uh, healthy drinks at home. Um, so that's one. Okay. The other one, yeah, the other one is like spring roll kit. Mm. So I think, you know, people can't just go to an Asian grocery, buy rice paper and rice noodle and peanut sauce and do all of that. So, so you know, interestingly enough, I started this business thinking about the spring roll kit. The mm-hmm. Saigon sisters are supposed to be like based on a spring roll kit <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> How it comes around now. Right. Like, oh my God. I put that on my store online and nobody buys that stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, even like my cute little coffee kit, like Vietnamese coffee kit, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like once in a blue moon somebody orders that, you know? So, so now that people are like wanting experiences in their home, mm. but can't, it's hard to find, you know, and now they're like, their eyeballs are on the online order system. Right. This is a way to market to them and, and get their attention, you know? Yeah, definitely. You're here at the right time with those, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you have to do something that they can't do easily at home or mm-hmm. find easily something. But maybe they want to have this experience like, oh, I can't travel now, but the Vietnamese coffee. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and especially the Im- immune boosters. I think everyone could use oh, one of those yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, I have like this wonderful product just sitting on a shelf, these premium matcha that are, now I'm thinking about selling just the premium matcha powder for people, you mm-hmm. know, because the whole bag is like 150 You know, it's so expensive. And then... um. I have all these wonderful rare tea sellers, loose leaf teas, but that's only served when people come and dine with you. Right. So I can come up with amazing drinks with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a, a fun thing to come up with ideas, but it has to be something that is, um, that click, you know. Right. So have and you... not too many stuff. Right, right. Yeah, because then you're spreading yourself too thin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, have you applied for any of the PPP loans? Oh, my God. I think I applied, like, once. I see a link. I apply. I apply. Right. I apply so many times. And I have no idea what I applied to at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's too many links, and it's obsolete, and I have to reapply. But the PPP, um, I went straight to Chase because that's my bank right, right now. Mm-hmm. And I did have a actual conversation with a person, you know, like an underwriter. Oh. Um, he uh, called me over the weekend. I thought it was a scam, you know, it's right. like on a Sunday. Oh. So I was like, well, you want my my bank debit information? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, look at Chase by him, and he's like, I need this information now, you know. So it was like rush, 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 and they throw you this piece of paper, and you fill it out, and you don't know what you're filling out, you know. Right. And then, and then that went through, and then he came back like four days later and said, "Oh, um, uh, I didn't. Ex- you you filled this one thing wrong, so we have to redo the whole thing." So I'm like, "Okay, so <laughs> what do I have to do? You know, like upload this and this, mm-hmm. make sure this number match with this number, you know." It's, it's like 
so chaotic. It yeah. was so, like, it was like filling a puzzle and trying to make it fit right. and hope that it goes through, you know. And so the second time around, I still haven't heard. He said it could take 14 days oh. before they approve and give you the cash that you need. Um, but I hope the second time with PPP with him is uh, is a done deal because, you know, I right. try to. Yeah, so it's kind of the PPP part is is very um, crazy because he told me he has to go through five hundred thousand applications. Mm. You know, um, he and his team, he's never. It's very hard to get all that through. Right. Um, but he seemed really helpful because I'm actually talking to a person, and 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 it feels like oh, I have confidence this is going to happen. Right. But the E D E D I L thing or E I that thing is like. A mystery. Mm. I don't know what. I mean, it's like link after link, put the you know, and I get I get you know three rejections on the grants already. Wow! <laughs> and you have so, an, you have an MBA, don't you? I have to work. You have an MBA, or you have a business degree, so you are yes, an I advantage. Do. I mean, could you imagine not having any you know background? Oh my and, God! Yeah, I mean, luckily I have all my ducks in a row, you know, I, I have all my taxes, everything in my fingertips. Right. That I just, what do you need? I send it, what do you need? You know, I can do all of that <laughs> without having to go to an account or like right. fishing for this information. It's just crazy. It, yeah. It's like, I don't know, it, it's kind of chaotic and, and mm. it's just, I don't have trust and confidence in the system right. because I come from technology and I already seen like you know, so many mistakes in the links, and, mm. and and there I read I read that the way the reason why it's delayed is because of our duplicate application because people just just apply 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 they don't know if they applied already right and oh. it's it's really um I don't know it's it's kind of a I can't say it online sorry right that's okay <laughs> no I've heard that from other <laughs> you know whatever. <laughs> I've heard that from other small operators, too, so you're not alone. But luckily, you got to actually speak to a person, which is unusual. So, Yeah, yeah. And I just talked to another small business owner at the French market. He goes, I said, yeah, he has Chase, too. And he goes, this other guy went to Cabbage, and he got approved before Chase, you know. And he wow. said, I'm going to go fly at Cabbage and see who comes first, <laughs> you know. I'm like, oh, my right. God, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I don't want to deal with that well hopefully you'll get some money soon <laughs> but yeah i hope so because i hear like some great news from all the big restaurant groups and mm. get millions and five hundred thousand here and there and I, <laughs> like i don't want to hear that right now <laughs> right so i know you don't have a crystal ball and nobody can really predict what's going to happen even a month from now but but do you expect to be operating all three locations? Um, or you yeah, know, but, mm -hmm. I plan to. I mean, I know that the restaurant, you know, can function without a major dining um, business. Right. Um, I was hope I was counting on catering business before all this happened with mm. the businesses. Uh, I know that's not going to happen quickly, so it's going to be kind of like this carry out delivery thing that we're doing right now mm -hmm. um and i know that um 
you know, I have to cut costs, so I would have to bring people in back, but they're going to have to play multiple roles, and I have to really watch my inventory and food costs to mm-hmm. sustain, sustain myself. And um, the French market is a, is a big, scary thing for me because that's like a food hall with a lot of people right. in there. I don't think people are going to come around uh, quickly, you know, like it used to be. So I'm going to have to turn that into another delivery uh, hub. Mm. Um, that was uh, not a big delivery business on purpose before because it's, I count on the walk-in and, you know, I don't want it you know, to delay the, the walk-ins and by delivery because that can bottleneck everything. Right. So now with this, I could make it into a delivery hub there. And luckily that area, that place has been very lean. Like I can function with one person working, mm-hmm. you know. I don't right. need like three people, four people because the food is commissary from the restaurant. Mm. So I can employ that full-time guy again and have him just do delivery or a few walk-ins or whatever and sustain it. Right. But, um, you know, this whole thing, you know, with rent is going to be a huge thing because Northwestern is super expensive because it's in the Gold Coast and the mm. tax is super high, property tax, including the Lake Street location. So there's got to be something done with the rent in order for us to uh, to be able to operate with the reduced revenue. Right. So do you think you'll change up the menus in any way when you reopen? I mean, will you have still be offering as big a selection or will you do things that are a little less labor intensive? Yeah, the um our, uh the market is like assembled. It's all assembled, it's not right. to order. So it's pretty easy, you know. Um we can like we do basically four meats and five sauces, but mm-hmm. in different vessels. So it's not like we have to cook a uh, hundred items. It's really just four meats, five sauces, and put in different things, you know, like right. So I don't feel like it's going to change very much. We can still function with a full menu. Um, the thing that will change would be the expensive items, the made-to-order items, you know, like, the seafood, you know, um, mm-hmm. things like that, available every day, probably not something that we do, we'll probably do as a special only for this day, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, but, you know, we need to review the data from this experience and see what the high sellers are and what's, what's uh, popular and um, push on that and delete some stuff that people are not ordering. Right. So do you have anything else you'd like to add or share with our audience about this whole experience and how it might, you know, change the future for you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot from this. I mean, yeah. I think the whole thing with sanitation and, and cleanliness, mm. and people are just going to be so aware of that. Yeah. So, you know, restaurants, us, everybody needs to be up to par with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even the third-party delivery drivers and all of that. I mean, I do not want anybody to carry the food that I have with a dirty car. Like one mm. time, I mean, it's just like nasty, you know. Like I don't want, I don't want that to be um, a risk. Right. So that's why I like to do everything myself because sometimes I deliver that if it's a big order, and you know, like our 
loyal customers, they usually come in here all the time. They can't, but they're supporting us and they're ordering from us. And if I have time to, or my husband, you know, to deliver and give it to them and give them a little, like, hello, you know, that's very mm-hmm. useful. Right. Uh, people like that connection to the restaurant, either by showing up or giving them a little note, give them a little extra something, thanking them, mm. and, you know, that connection is definitely uh, needed at this time um, between the customers and the restaurants. Right. Um, it's, it's really a lot about one-to-one marketing and how can we help you kind of mentality and responding to their needs and, you know, those kind of things. So um, I think it's even though we don't have people coming in, it's very critical to have that connection still mm-hmm. going yeah the whole cost thing you know with capital mm. um working capital that is very key now i right. mean we're like people are living you know they say paycheck to paycheck restaurants are like <laughs> right. living by cash flow <laughs> we pay two weeks you know cash flow to pay you know either taxes or rent and you mm. know we need to have more uh working capital online and credit available in case something like this happens oh yeah crazy. well it sounds like you're really being very positive and getting through this in a really good way by marketing and doing some really smart things with your menu uh-huh. so so i i appreciate hearing about it <laughs> yeah i mean you know i i told people too this is restaurants are the toughest business to be in mm-hmm. and you know you have to really like this to continue to do this and survive through this really happy to see the support you know from people mm-hmm. and like GoFundMe for the, you know, the hospitals, ICU, people are donating money so we can give them free meals. Mm. And the gift cards, people are buying gift cards to help us, you know, at this time. So it's those kind of encouragement that keeps me going. Like if, right. if I get no response and nobody cares, I'm not going to do this. You know what mm. I mean? Right. I'm only doing this because people want it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think most restaurants are like that. Thanks so much, Mary. We really appreciate your input. Please join us for the next episode of Menu Feed in two weeks. Music